Our friend Ethical Skeptic uh, taught me a, a new phrase. We call it the old news swindle. Ethical calls it the cover slap. And that is exactly what it appears the FBI is set to deliver one Hunter Biden. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Just a heads up, we did a video show this past weekend, and now I'm practicing with the equipment so I can do it every day. It's a lot of time to learn to do it, and we put in a lot of stuff, and I just... I. Well, if you want to see the video show, I'm really happy with how it came out, despite the fact that I had to have my friend Topher come and rescue me during the the, uh, the, the filming, as it were. Go to the Substack page, toddhermanshow.substack.com, the Todd Herman Show, not substack.com, or just go to the toddhermanshow.com and there's a link to it there. And you can see what Zach looks like and what it's like when we interact. And I took some pictures of the studio and some of the artifacts, only some of them. There's a lot. I've got a whole, the shelf immediately behind me um, is a mix of stuff that people gave me uh, when I was running companies and uh, when my dad was a social worker and some stuff from listeners who become friends. Got uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff back there. We'll, we'll take some of those pictures later. The FBI is preparing to, well, there's not preparing. Some FBI agents have said that, oh, look at this. Uh, there's enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden with some things. Yeah, but it's the things that they look to charge him with that deliver this cover slap. And I'll explain what that means. Or we call it the old news swindle. Smart, it's a two-step. It's a political two-step. It's smart. Remember when Nancy Pelosi talked about the, what she called the cover smear? That's her favorite, I guess, uh, political smearing technique. This is happening as respect for the FBI amongst everybody but Democrats stayed the same with Democrats, 66%. Uh, overall, it's plummeted from 2019 to 2021. Uh, overall, 57% down to 44%. Among Republicans, uh, 46% to 26 Amongst independents, uh, 48 to 41%. <laughs> and Democrats, it's not like the Democrats respect them more. So how's this now two-step by the FBI? How's it going to change these numbers? Well, it depends on how this is all reported. And I know how the mockingbirds are going to report it. And you know how the mockingbirds are going to report it. So how are we going to report it? And how are we going to explain it to friends? And what does God say about things like this? And I'm really beginning to get out of God's way in explaining a dynamic I've been struggling with, which is spiritual truth with worldly truth. And I think this just came to me as I started to record this segment. Hey, I'm going to take this uh, little second to tell you that I I have your emails, I have your tweets about some of the recorded ads that have been running. 
And I don't hear those. And those are all pretty much unique to the person. They're called programmatic. It's based upon demographics and, and things like that. And yeah, there are ways to block that, by the way. Uh, but there are not ways to block that, but to block people knowing your demographics, et cetera. Or a zip code, things like that. And my radio partners, and we're getting ready to launch the radio show. I know when that's going to be now, by the way. And I just, we'll, we'll do an announcement and name the partner and all that. But um, they're very sincere, guys, in not wanting pharma ads to run or government ads to run or ads that uh, are averse to biblical values, strict biblical values. And pharma is very sneaky. They sneak this stuff in a bunch of different categories, et cetera. We spent the weekend chasing this stuff down. I, I just beg you to give us patience as we work through how to deal with pharma's skullduggery. Imagine that. They know people don't want to hear their ads. So they sneak them in, basically. So we've turned the ads off a couple of times and brought them back. And also understand this, that the new ads, I don't. if it's not voiced by me, I don't know they're there. And if it's a good product, use it. If not, don't. And if you hear pharma or government ads, continue to reach out. You're not bothering me. You're helping me. And by the way, you're not bothering my partners. You're helping them too. Uh, they, they wanted to do this deal because they respect you and your loyalty. And that's a thing to behold in times such as these. So yeah, I just, I want you to know that that's a real thing. We really do uh, want to track those ads down and make sure that they don't appear here. Or we're going to have to do another thing. It's called the reverse boycott. I probably shouldn't explain that. I'll get in real trouble. Reverse boycott. Think about it. A cover slap, as ethical skeptic um, uses the phrase, love that phrase, is you give someone cover by slapping them. But you don't punch them. You don't beat them up. You don't, you don't, you know, you don't. You don't crash them around. You don't break bones. You just slap them. It's like some people think that Will Smith and Chris Rock did. Remember that thing with those two guys from Hollywood? So in the case of the FBI, they're coming about to say, oh, well, you know, uh, we think that we have enough evidence to, to enough, uh, enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden with a viable case. And we've assembled this for months. Those going to be up to prosecutors at the Justice Department, not the agents. We think we have enough to charge Hunter Biden with tax and gun crimes. Well, clearly gun crimes in that he's a felon and not, not supposed to have guns. Or no, it's not a felony. No, that's not right. Um, he lied on his gun forms. Lied on his gun forms. When he was requesting a gun from the government, not that you should have to request a gun from the government, but he lied. And they know that and they know he had guns because there's pictures of him with guns and while well, he's naked with women who have been uh, abused into a position where they, they sell their bodies for men to carry out their fleshly desires. Which on the left is now called survival sex, by the way. That's what that's called, survival sex. And there's pictures of him with, uh, with girls, you know, people who appear to be girls, not women, girls with guns. And then the tax crimes, he's been talking about this forever. Hunter's been saying, oh, it's just, it's just, it's just a tax affair. It's just, it's just a little tax affair. It's not, you know, everybody has a tax affair from time to time. Everybody gets sued by the Justice Department for taxes from time to time. So the cover slap is the FBI gets to say, oh, 
Oh, no, we took the Hunter Biden thing very seriously. What are you talking about? I mean, he's the son of a sitting U.S. president, and we indicted him, and that's or we got him indicted by the DOJ. That's we take it very seriously. And it'll be up to Merrick Garland as to whether he actually does this. Well, no, that's not true. It'll be up to the figurehead and whoever runs the figurehead, and it will be a political calculation. Do we have to do this? And what's going to happen to Hunter? Andrew McCarthy is obviously a more responsible and effete human being than am I. And he writes as part of his column in the New York Post. So here's the Hunter Theater I envision. The Justice Department will announce a guilty plea deal to trivial charges. Hunter will emote his deep, deeply sincere contrition. President Biden will beat his chest and say, see, I, I didn't interfere in any way, uh, in any way whatsoever. I, I, I'm, as a Puerto Rican American, I'm, I'm proud of the Justice Department. McCarthy writes, I doubt he'll add, just like I never discussed my son's foreign business to Zeals. Oh, yeah, just like I never. Wait, wait, wait. Biden discussed his son's foreign business deals. Why is there a voicemail of the president talking to his son about his overseas business dealings? If the president has said he's never spoken to his son about his overseas business. dealings? Well, first, I'll say that uh, what the president said stands so. If, he, if that's what the president said, that, he, that is what stands. And Usually second, secondly, but secondly, secondly, business dealings. And he says, I think you're clear. How is that not him talking to his son about his overseas business dealings? We're not from this podium. I am not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop. So I will. I'm not. Voice on the voice I am not going to talk about alleged materials on the laptop. Are it's you not happening. Then that it is not. Peter, a, I refer you to uh to his son's what the president says stands <laughs> so just think about this what the president says stands uh you know i i i drove an 18 wheeler uh with uh i don't know if you remember this but i, I was I, I was a crime solving truck driver and uh rode with a chimpanzee called the bear and we go around the country, and it's just weird because as a truck driver, I didn't think I'd be solving uh, crimes, but that monkey was always on the lookout for a bad guy. I'm basically a Puerto Rican. I grew up in, you know, my house, we were, the, my mom was basically a Puerto Rican. What the president says stands. Well, let me say three words made in, uh, in America. That's, that's, or no, no, it was, let me say two, two words. Made in America. That's three words. What the president says stands. It's now two words. Back to Andrew McCarthy. And they'll hope the whole thing goes away. Case closed. The guilty plea settles all outstanding issues swept under the prosecutorial rug. Is any mention of corruption and self-dealing in which the president himself is implicated? There's the cover slap. And that's the old news swindle or the old news two-step. So in election time, if the figurehead is allowed to run for, uh, for president again and the figurehead is asked about the FBI and Hunter Biden, look, this is old news. Uh, my son made a mistake. Uh, he, he pled guilty uh, and he did his, uh, his public service. Um, and as a proud Puerto Rican American, he made uh, the Puerto Rican seat the tacos. 
And I'm not making fun of people with dementia. I'm making fun of the situation. Dementia is not funny. It's not. And I'm making fun of the situation and people who contend that what the president says stands. He says he's a mule. Well, stands. So we need to turn to the foreign press to get us here. This is from the Daily Mail. Now, it leads off with Putin saying things. And so you can take that as you will. Discount it as I do. As I discount things Zelensky says, incidentally, I have no dog in that race. Exclusive Hunter Biden did, they all caps, did help secure billions in funding for U.S. contractors in Ukraine, specializing in deadly pathogen research. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Deadly pathogen research, laptop emails reveal, raising more questions about the disgraced son of then vice president figurehead. The Russian government held a press conference Thursday claiming that Hunter Biden helped finance a U.S. military bioweapons research program in Ukraine. However, the allegations were branded a brazen propaganda ploy to justify President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and sow discord in the U.S. But, writes the Daily Mail, correspondence obtained by the Daily Mail from Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop show the claims may well be true. The emails show Hunter Biden helped secure millions of dollars of funding for metabiota. We've talked about this. The Department of Defense contractor specializing in research on pandemic-causing diseases. Wow, do they? He also introduced Metabiota to an allegedly corrupt Ukrainian gas firm, Burisma, for science projects involving high biosecurity-level labs in Ukraine. The figurehead son and his colleagues invested $500,000 in Metabiota through the firm Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners. They received, they raised several million dollars of funding for the company from investment giants, including Goldman Sachs. But yeah, registered as a foreign agent? Well, working to invent pandemic-causing viruses and substances in Ukraine? Being in hawk to Ukraine, the figurehead using his power as vice president to get the investigation of his son's business partners shut down in Ukraine. The $53 million in undeclared monies from China. But yes, yes, it's some tax things. It's some tax things. That's, that's going to hang Hunter Biden up. Here's what I've been inarticulately explaining. And this Bible verse finally made it clear for me. When we don't spend time in the word of God, and by that, I don't mean opening the Bible at church and reading along with the pastor, as I used to do. I mean, as I am learning to do, and failing at, and learning, and recommitting, and building habits around, every single morning before anything else, spending time with God, making it the priority. I used to make the gym first thing in the morning, no more. Word of God, prayer on my knees, reading works, ancillary to the Bible. I'm reading a book called, um, I Love Jesus and I Want to Die. It's for people who are deeply depressed. That's not me. I'm reading it for other reasons. In a book called Thriving in Babylon, which is just that. How do you thrive as a Christian in modern-day Babylon? Now, read that in conjunction with the Bible. And the more time I spend in the Word and the more time you spend in the Word, and the Bible is very clear about this, is the Word can become, begin to live in us. 
And when the word lives in us, it's part of us. And the Holy Spirit takes roots, takes up home in us. And so when you get to gray areas, the word is there to guide you. It's part of you. So let me give you an example of a gray area. Um, let me think of a, a, just a relatable example. When we started this podcast, there was a very well-meaning guy from the East Coast who knew that the radio station I'd been at, KTTH, and I still have wonderful feelings for those guys, KTTH had all the podcast subscribers. Okay, they owned that. I didn't. And a guy came to me in the process of setting the podcast. What that would have meant is that I would have had to spend probably a quarter million dollars to rebuild this audience. And this guy said, hey, you know what? There's a way I could get that done for you. I said, really? He said, yeah, I know a bunch of people, senior people at the podcast companies. And what we would do is just over time, uh, we would, you know, every month or so bring in, you know, thousands, 1,300, maybe next month it's 700. Over time, we would just bring all those subscribers to you. And he goes, it's not stealing because they subscribe to you. They subscribe to your show. It's not, you know, they didn't subscribe to the radio station. They describe, they subscribe to you. And for just a minute second, just a second, I was really tempted for that. Really tempted to do that. Shortcut, you know, I wouldn't have to pay anybody. And I sat there for a second and I said, brother, I can't do that. That's stealing. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. This is your listeners. And I said, no, no. He goes, I, I, not for me. I personally, I couldn't do that. For me, that's stealing. And he goes, well, do you think I'm a thief? And I let that sit there for a second. I said, I think you're trying to help me. And I think it's stealing. I, I do think it's stealing. Wow. Wow. No one's ever said that to me before. Well, he goes, I hope you don't think poorly of me. I said, are you kidding me? I, I make mistakes all the time. That's a, a relatively minor thing. And what we did was we did purchase access. We, we purchased the RSS feed, it's called. So we, we, we did straight business. And Zach Abraham helped with that. That's the full story, by the way. So there's other instances that, that occur all the time. And God's voice guides us. So another really accessible, really, ex, you know, everybody can relate to this. Um, you know, you're out on a business trip and, yep, it's the pretty woman or the attractive man and you meet at a business thing. And then it's, Hey, listen, we're both in town, you know, Hey, I know you're married and I'm married, but let's just, why don't we just go out together and just, just as friends, just as friends. We'll just go to a club as friends. Like we won't dance, but we'll just talk. I just like to get to know you. And when you have God's voice living within you, God's voice is saying, "Mm -mm, why would you put yourself in that position? Why would you, why would you do that? Hunter Biden can't hear God's voice. It's been stomped out. The FBI leadership can't hear God's voice. So they hear their own voice. You know, your voice can say, oh, I can handle this. It's just dinner. It's just dinner. I mean, I'm not going to cheat on my wife. It's just dinner. And then it's, I can handle this. It's just a walk to the park. Central Park. And then it's, I'll just go see your apartment. I'm just, nothing's going to happen. And God's saying, no, you're already sinning. Right now, you're sinning. 
when God's voice lives within us, the little things are harder for us to feel okay doing. And it's the little things. Satan doesn't come up to people and say, cheat on your wife, cheat on your husband. That's not what he does. Hey, you should cheat on your husband. What he does is he finds these little openings and he cracks them open. And when he cracks them open, then it's just you're a little bit off track. And then he moves you a little bit further off track. Like if I had done that deal, you know, with the podcast, what would have stopped me from going to them and saying, hey, do you think that we could do the same thing with the people who used to listen to me on Rush's show? You know, I mean, after all, I talked to them for eight years. And by the way, what about Bongino or uh, Prager? And people do this in social media all the time. They, they, they go out and buy followers, black market. And I'm not trying to make myself the good guy in this. What I'm trying to illustrate is how is it that the FBI is so utterly disgraced? How is DC so utterly disgraced? They're disgraced because they can't hear the word of God because they've, they, they have allowed Satan to steer them on the little things. It's like I say to my staff in, in, in DC, you know what? The first trick you turn is the hardest. After a while, you just get in the car and you let the John drive. That's a, a rude way of saying what I just said in a more biblical way. Well, in a biblical way. I am the good shepherd. Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. It's the Lord Jesus speaking. I'm not the good shepherd. Everybody knows that. Um, good shepherding. This weekend, I had a conversation with young Alan uh, from Alan's Artisan Soaps. And really interesting. I was talking with his dad. Well, I talked with Alan a lot. See, Alan can't make sentences, except I'm starting to be able to understand him. There are a few times where I'm like, oh, no, I get it. I heard what you said, Alan. And he loves to be seen. And um, I so appreciated the discussion with him because he's wearing an Island's Artisan Soaps hat, but he kept hiding his face. And I finally said, buddy, I want to see your face. I like looking in your eyes, man. And he really appeared to like that. See, when you have been riddled with the health challenges that Alan has, structural and, and autism so high up on the spectrum, I think that there's probably a, a recognition. I'm different from other people. I look different. Um, there's things I can't do and other people can do. So I think there's this, there's this, um, you know, in this, this willingness to hide oneself. But in talking with his dad, John at Alan's Artisan Soaps, alansoaps.com slash Todd, it's Maine. They're shipping soaps to Maine from alansoaps.com slash Todd, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, California. Um, he says the reach is phenomenal and the repeat business. Now this was what was interesting to me. The repeat business is stellar. And John shared this story with me. I know we talked last hour about Amazon.com, uh, just utter evil, selling suicide kits to kids, uh, according to this lawyer. And that was last hour. You should hear that. Um, Amazon had gone at one point to John and said, hey, you should license the name Alan Soaps to us and we'll, we'll make you a lot more money. We'll promote it. Um, we'll pick up the costs of manufacturing and packaging and all that. We'll just use your name and we'll just say it's for Alan. And John said, well, wait a minute. The purpose of the company is to employ people with special needs. What are you going to do with them? And the, the response from the Amazon rep, who's probably thinking she's doing the right thing is, oh, oh my gosh, you'd make so much money. You could give them money. You could just give them money. 
And Joan said, I don't want to give them money. I don't want to create people who are beholden to others. I want to create independent human beings who work and have the pride or the satisfaction of work. We're meant to toil. Those who will not work will not eat. Shall not eat. It's alansoaps.com slash Todd. You know about the fragrances. You know about the incredibly soft washcloths. Incidentally, I have a whole box of those for my wife. alansoaps.com. Everything there. Use my name. Get 10% off. Use my name, Todd. T-U-D-D. See, the, when, when people go and, and, and they, they, they depart from the word of God, I was just saying, it's not, it's, Satan rarely plops himself down in front of people and says, hey, Cheat on your husband. Cheat on your taxes. Steal that. Steal a car. Satan will come and say, like to kids, I remember this. I, I'm very ashamed of this. <laughs> I never stole a thing uh, until I was in uh, just before college. And I went out drinking with some guys and they thought it was a lot of fun to go. And they were all rich kids. This had nothing to do with needing anything. They thought it was fun to go into stores and steal stuff. And and like big stuff, jars of peanut butter and bread. And to my utter shame, I did that one night, State Line, Idaho. And I'd like to say that I took the stuff back later. I didn't. I felt, I felt sick. I just thought, what a scummy thing to do. And it was, um, it was, that was probably the only time I've ever given into peer pressure, quite honestly. Well, no, that's not true. Chewing tobacco. But that was an instance where it's just this minor deviation. Now, if that, if I hadn't had the word of God or at least been exposed or the Holy Spirit at that point, um, it could have gone a lot worse. Hey, I got away with that. Why don't I do this? And that felt good. And wow, we fooled that guy. But the world has done this to such a degree. You know, if you take, for instance, I mean, uh, staying on the topic of the FBI, there's, uh, there's, <laughs> they're going after, they just went after 11 pro-act, uh, pro-life activists. This is this FACE, uh, F-A-C-E Act violation. It's stopping people from getting so-called health care, you know, getting abortions. It's getting in their way, standing in their way, blocking access to a clinic. Uh, that's not what these people did. They held a peaceful, nonviolent rescue at an abortion clinic, which is they go and hold signs. You don't have to do this. We'll get your baby adopted. Here's the picture of how your baby looks now. You know, here's some ultrasound images so you can see this isn't a clump of cells. They've gone back and uh, charged 11 pro-life activists with uh, this face violation. This stuff happened 18 months ago. And they're going after these people for a $250,000 fine per person. Meanwhile, there is no investigation. No investigation whatsoever uh, into the burning down of pro-life centers. They're, they're not going to be. As near as we can tell from the DOJ and a pro-life center, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a birth center. It's, it's, we will help you give birth a really good, a lot of these Christian centers are very good. We'll help you pay for the birth. Uh, if you decide you want to have new parents for the baby, adoptive parents will help with that. We'll help with the costs. 
If you decide you want to parent the child and you don't have a husband or you have a husband or a boyfriend and that person doesn't work, we'll help you both with job training. We'll help you with parenting classes. We'll help you throughout the lifetime of the child. We're not going to walk away from you. You know, Planned Parenthood, you go kill the baby and you get injured during the abortion. Planned Parenthood doesn't care. Why would they care? They're willing to shoot wrong sex hormones into little kids. They're willing to glorify and promote getting sexually transmitted diseases as a sign of independence and power. Why would they care? So the DOJ, again, a a minor deviation. And you go back to this this Bible quote that I, I short shrifted, John 10, verses 11 through 13. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Okay, that's a clear phrase. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when the wolf, well, he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and it scatters. Got it? Okay, right? Hey, that's not my sheep. It's some dude I work for. I don't care. Wolf eats the sheep. I get paid either way. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Well, Jesus also refers to the fact that his flock can hear his voice. You know, shepherds in that time used their voice to relate to the sheep. That hook thing that they carried, you know, that big stick with a hook on the top, that was for a rare, in rare cases, disciplining a sheep. Sheep are not, I mean, they're sheep. They don't go out and misbehave a lot. Or rescuing a sheep or pulling a sheep apart from something else. But they use their voice. My sheep hear my voice. They know I am the good shepherd. They will come to my voice and not to that of others. And that's what I'm talking about. When we stop living in the word, um, the word of God, then the word of the world can get into us and replace us. And And Satan comes in and he takes that little tiny gap. And sometime back at the FBI, sometime, who knows how long ago, Satan said to someone leading the FBI, come on. One little lie. I mean, these are bad people. These are really bad people. It's a little, come on. It's This guy's a murderer. Just lie a little bit. And so someone lies. I got away with it. And the next time it's, yeah, these guys are tax cheats. They're tax cheats. They're cheaters. Okay, so you didn't have probable cause. Well, make some up. And they do. And then in your heart, in your heart. Come on, you know Donald Trump is the devil. You know that, right? He's the devil. So, okay, so it's Hillary Clinton oppo. Who cares? The man's the devil. You're saving the country. You are so much smarter. I mean, you're Peter Strzok. You're Chris Ray. You're the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. You're a man of the law. It's okay to use this Hillary Oppo. It's okay to lie to the FISA court. Look, the FISA court knows. They know you're lying, but they know that he's Satan too. And little by little, you're following now the voice of a false shepherd. Not even a shepherd. It's, I mean, you're following the voice of a guy who intends to eat you. It's not a shepherd, it's a chef. And somewhere in the institutional level of the FBI, that occurred. There's this. This is from uh, the Daily, oh, pardon me, from the Federalist. 
the scandal, this is about the, the pro-life guy who they, they sent basically a SWAT team to his house. The scandal testified after a dozen Republican senators revealed in a letter sent to FBI Director Chris Wray that this guy, his name is Hawk. Hauk, Hauk. Hauk's attorney, the Thomas More Society lawyer, Matt Heffron, had informed Assistant U.S. Attorney Anita Eve that he would accept some, uh, the summons on the behalf of, uh, on Hauk's behalf. And that how could appear voluntarily. So the lawyer writes to the DOJ saying, hey, you know what? Don't send a SWAT team to my guy's house. Just send me the summons. We'll accept it. No, no issues. I'll sign for it. My guy is going to appear voluntarily. We'll come into court. No problem. It's a, and by the way, if a lawyer says he's going to do that and doesn't, he can be disbarred. It's, it's pretty easy. Lawyers, well, I mean, we live in America, post, post-law society. But in, in the old America, people could be disbarred. And they still can be if they were defending a Republican. So this email that he sent to this person, the, the, the DOJ, this woman named E, or last name Eve, <laughs> that was dated June 9th, 2022. The sole response from the DOJ came September 23rd, 2022. Three months later, the DOJ writes back and says, oh yeah, by the way, we just uh, popped a SWAT team over to your guy's house. He's in custody. They didn't call it a SWAT team. Uh, he's in custody and headed for Philadelphia. It's three months. And the lawyer for this guy wrote to the DOJ about this FACE Act and said, here is a circumstance that is an exact mirrored circumstance of what happened with our guy. Our guy didn't block anyone's access to an abortion clinic. Our guy responded to an irate, insane sounding old man who was calling this man in front of his kid, calling him slurs, gay slurs, every other slur, told him multiple times, stay away from my son, finally got frustrated and pushed the guy. And the guy fell and probably flopped, I'm guessing. And then, oh, I need medical care. And That wasn't denying anybody access to an abortion clinic, which is what this alleged law is based upon. So this guy is getting run through the system. This guy had the effect of a swap team uh, come to his house. There are these 11 people charged for something that happened 18 months ago. So how did it happen? That the FBI went this uh, went this far adrift. Well, we'll let a rapper give an example by way of explanation. A rapper can explain this. Oh, it's so unbelievably America 2022. It's so unbelievably Babylon. I just am going to try to pray for this lady if I can do it sincerely. So my wife and daughter recently went uh, to Maui, to Hawaii, and my daughter got to have just time of a lifetime. And she's a vegan. And I think I talked about this about the last hour. There's a whole bunch of vegan restaurants there in Hawaii. And I'm thinking maybe, um, God forbid, I don't want this to happen because man, I'd miss her, but maybe she should live in Hawaii, right? Because of the life and because she can go anywhere and eat in a way that supports her values. And she feels that stuff very, very sincerely. Can I tell you this, that there are vegan plans for soda weight loss? There are. Can I tell you this, 
my loved one who's on the Soda Weight Loss Program, and she is absolutely killing it. Doing so well on Soda Weight Loss from SodaWeightLoss.com. There's so many things she can't eat. Uh, and she, she's the person who, when she comes and says, um, you know, um, no grains, when she says gluten-free, she's the person who says, this is a health thing. I cannot eat gluten. And she's one of the people who that came along later in life. I mean, we grew up together. We used to eat, we used to sleep in gluten. (laughs) So when she says those things, those are real. They, they handled that. They handled that with her. Uh, there's a listener who is a truck driver and she's gone around the country and they have found ways to get the packages to her where she's at. That's the convenience foods. That's, that's, that's vital. The convenience foods, those are the things that I think really kick the body into, into fat burning mode. Now when she's home, because she gets to spend sometimes a month at home, she owns her own truck. She'll spend the month at home and have someone else drive the truck. Well, then she uses the cooking classes. And she's been telling me that she didn't realize they had Christian meditation. She's using that. And I don't recommend other forms of meditation. I recommend Christian meditation. Emptying the mind is an invitation for something to enter the mind. I prefer to fill it with God's word in Christian meditation. They offer that at Soda Weight Loss, sodaweightloss.com. All this is a way of saying that they're healthcare providers from way back. They understand that people are not devices. They're not machines. There's, you know, my old thing is one size fits all equals... No size fits ain't nobody. Ain't no size fits nobody. One size fits all is no size fits anyone. That's not the way Soda does. It's all directed towards the individual. They're at sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. 7,000 Google reviews and over an average 4.8 stars out of five. Sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A stands for state of the art. So how did it happen that they got this far adrift? Well, one of the things is you have weak so-called Republicans, like the so-called Republican governor of Tennessee, who effectively had to be shamed into not, uh, not no longer allowing uh, wrong sex hormones processes in Tennessee. And thank God, thank the Lord that's, that's been now, that's happened there. But this is... Um, Office of Republican Tennessee Governor Bill Lee refuses to condemn the FBI raid prosecution of 11 peaceful pro-lifers. Refuses to criticize the FBI. That's a big reason. Why? Well, I don't know this guy's heart. I don't know his soul, but I can tell you this. There is no case to be made that this is even-handed issuance of justice. There is no case to be made that this is Fourth Amendment and Fifth Amendment uh, adherent. There's no case to be made that this is equal application of laws. There's no case to be made that this is not selective enforcement. There's no case to be made that this isn't an attack against people who do not believe abortion should continue. That's exactly what it is. This guy's a Republican, and the calculus is probably this. Governor, we cannot issue a statement on this in an election year. This is a highly volatile situation. Um, this could be seen as standing in the way of law enforcement protecting access to, uh, to reproductive uh, care for women. Um, abortion is reproductive care. Remember that, Governor. We say reproductive care, reproductive care. Just remember that. And that's the voice of Satan. Abortion is not reproductive care. It's the opposite of that. It stops reproduction. See, it's these tiny little things. Tiny, tiny little words that slip out. 
Sometimes it slips out on accident. There was a guy in our neighborhood who, before the phrase stolen valor existed, did it. We all thought he'd served. We all thought he'd served. And then when the the internet came out and people could research stuff like that, the guy got caught. And he was in one of those videos. You know, there's people who go around and they'll, they, they research stolen valor cases. And he was in one of those videos. And it's very classic. It's a military guy coming up going, all right, so, hey, I'm, I'm curious. Why are you wearing that uniform? Well, it's my uniform. It is? Well, because that's a, that's, that's a seven-year-old uniform. Why are you wearing it? Oh, by the way, that patch? Yeah, you didn't earn that because that's not within your job description. And it's, I'm not military, so I don't know. But th- those, are, those are the things they'll catch them doing. And this guy finally told his tale to a media outlet and said, you know what? This began when I was at a particularly vulnerable point in my life. And someone asked me one day, hey, did you serve in the military? And for whatever reason, at that point, I said, yes, I did. Oh, well, welcome home. Thank you for your service. And having said that, then all of a sudden it became this thing. Oh, did you know, I don't remember the guy's name, but did you know Doug served in the military? Oh, he did. Oh, that's cool. Then you'd be at a block party. So you served in the military. What'd you do? I was in the army. Oh, what'd you do? I don't like to talk about it. Okay. Sorry, man. I said, you know, welcome. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I just don't like to talk about it. And these two lies led to this guy then having to invent this, well, it didn't. He could have said, you know what? I was lying. I didn't do that. Or he could have moved and started over. He didn't. It's that tiny little whispering voice. And then that's how you get there. This woman was not born this way. This woman was not born saying these things or celebrating these things. Uh, This is a rapper. I don't think I want to say her name. Um, she's of course twerking and I've bleeped out. I think I caught ever the words. It's a very short clip of this. I think I bleeped everything. The, 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 the so-called song, and it's not music is, and it's not music has, well, we don't need to go through that. That's a, that's a hangup of mine. Um, the so-called song is called baby daddy free. And I'll I'll just play this and just think of the steps in between this woman getting to this point and having at one point been a normal human being. I'm baby daddy free. I ain't got no N-word baby coming out of me. Let's go. I got murder on my mind. Let's go. I got murder on my mind. So Satan whispers in the ear. You are about to break big. You're about to break big. You cannot afford a baby. Your body, it's going to change. Your body won't be able to twerk. How are you going to go on tour? You can't do this. You could use this too. 
You could use this to create. You you could stand for women's rights. You know, after all, I mean, that guy doesn't love you. You could stand for women's rights. And he whispers. And so she says, I had an abortion. Her said, that's brave and stunning. Oh, it is? Brave and stunning. Well, I'm going to write a rap about it. I got murder on my mind. Let's go. B word, I got murder on my mind. I got no Edinburgh baby coming out of me. And that's how it happens. And so the question is, when did this happen at the FBI? What was the first trick they turned? You know, I think we've all probably been in circumstances where you look around and you go, good God in heaven, how did I get here? I have been in a circumstance like that. Good God in heaven, how did I get here? How did I let myself get into this position? I'll never forget the look in this guy's eyes uh, when I just completely stomped him at a poker game. And it was the last time... I played competitive poker other than a Microsoft game where everybody there was richer than me by a factor of 15. In that case, I had no problem putting the brother on tilt. So we did our first video show. Uh, it is available at the ToddHermanShow.com. It's also at uh, the ToddHermanShow.substack.com. Uh, we will do more of these. And here's my question for you, my request for you. I do not want anybody to spend a dime on this. Not a single dime. If I find out you spent a dime on this, I will absolutely never put this on camera. If I find out this costs you a cent, other than, other than shipping it, um, I would like, if you would be willing to do this, if uh, I, I've taken to wearing hats as an old man, I never, you know what? I couldn't wear a baseball cap when I was a kid. I looked like a goof and I think I look okay in caps now. If there's a cap that should appear on camera and you know, it's something that matches the show's ethos and it would be godly or it would celebrate the military um, or it would celebrate law enforcement, uh, but really godly stuff. And just to be, just to be totally upfront, I am given to really basic colors. I mean, I'm talking beiges and blacks. I don't own a red or a green shirt, anything like that. That's just not who I am. Uh, and subtle, kind of what I'm asking for. And you wanted that to appear in the future videos. Text me, or not text me, go to the, the website, send us a note, and just put hat in the, in the message. Just put hat. And I'll work out a way to do that. And, I'll, and if it's going to cost you money to ship it, and that's dear money to you, I'll make good on that. I'll make you good on it. And I can't accept a whole bunch of hats. Cause I don't have room for them, but like if the first 30 people, we'll put something up like that. And we're also going to be collecting, uh, I want to have a picture gallery and this is something you could email to us pictures of loved ones who served our country, uh, in the military. I'd love to be able to rotate those through the set as it were, not that we really have a set. Um, I think if you could do that, that'd be very cool stuff. We're also going to do some Bible verse stuff, and I'm rehearsing using the gear. In fact, I'll be honest with you today, we had a, a glitch. I mean, this stuff was flawless, utterly flawless. And then I was playing around with it today, and it glitched. So I got up to for come back out. We'll get there. It's now done. The video looked, I think it looked amazing. And I'm reading Twitter today, and people really like it. 
So on a personal note, uh, this stuff can sneak up on you. And, and I, I, I raise my hand to say, yes, I'm an offender in this regard. When we first had our daughter, um, poker was a big deal on TV. You know, no hold'em, Texas, no hold'em, or what is it? Uh, no hold'em, Texas. Uh, I forgot the name of this stinking card game. Oh, no limits. Yeah, uh, Texas hold'em. And I was watching that stuff. My wife and I really got into it. It's very suspenseful. I love the combination of math and emotion. I've always loved that combination, math and emotion. So the mathematics of the hand and the likelihood to win and those scenarios and your outs and your potential outs and watching someone's outs go from, you know, well, they've got five outs to three. Oh my gosh, this guy only has one out. And the percentage is he's 97% to lose. Oh, it's on the river. It gets, uh, delivers the bad beat. And oh, the other guy's beside himself, the bad beat. And my wife is really good at poker, by the way. Very good at it. And so we started to play a little bit with friends. And then, then, then I thought, you know, I have won these little tournaments. I'm going to go play some cards up at C- up on um, um, Pacific Highway South, Seattle area. And so I found this little card room, walked in. And it was at the time I was working at Microsoft. And I wasn't discipled. I didn't understand that I was to steward money. And I would convinced myself it's my money. And I walked into the casino. See all those little steps? I wasn't discipled. I didn't have the voice of God in me. I didn't have the word of God. I'm not saying that, that I don't see anything in the Bible that prohibits gambling, but I mean, wise stewardship of funds. And I know that poker is a game of skill. I got that part. And walk in. Here's my money. Purchase my chips. Sit down at the table. And doing what all the poker books said, just, just getting used to the game. Just not making any big moves. Not trying to give away. Do I play loose? Do I play tight? Just watching, growing comfortable at the table, watching people's faces, looking for their tells, participating in the hands, but not making a big effort to win. Start out playing tight. Start out playing really tight. Loosen up. Okay, now I'm going to start to employ a rhythm. I've been playing tight for about 40 minutes. I'm going to start playing loose. I'm going to start like changing my rhythms. So I wouldn't go uh, all in on anything that wasn't the nuts. Well, now I'm going to loosen that up and I got into this thing with a guy who was sitting across from me at the table. He was a younger guy than me. Um, how do I say this? He smoked um, quite a bit. I don't think he had good hygiene. And I'm trying to describe what I saw, not what I guessed. So I'm guessing he might not have a good job at that point in his life. I'm guessing that this might be a compulsion for him because he also drank. And I check raised the guy and I crushed him. And I played him like you would play a guitar you'd owned for your whole life. I knew exactly what he had. I'd put him on, I don't remember what it was, but some kind of small pair. So I put him on this small pair. I had three of a kind. I'm, I'm going to win this unless there's some insane thing that happens on the flop. And I check-raised this guy twice. Did a great job of acting. Check-raised him and he called. And then I sat back and put my hand on my face. Like, oh my gosh. Wait a minute. This guy has something else. Say across the table, what do you have? I'm not telling you. Oh, okay. 
And then my time to bet again. And I do the consideration. I'm, I'm picking up my whole cards, looking at them, thinking I keep picking them up. And that's, I mean, I was acting. I knew it was in my hand. Finally check. He bets. I raise a lot. Well, all in. Doyle Bronson, make a man, push a man to a decision. Well, he called. And I won. And that guy's face sunk. And he left the table pissed. Pardon me, angry. I'm sorry for that language. Angry. And he went to the ATM. But it wouldn't give him any money. And he pulled out another card. And it wouldn't give him any money. And I felt like trash. And I wanted to go give him money. And then I thought, how would that feel? I know I just check raised you, but here's some money. And I was not discipled. I didn't have the word of God, but the apostle Paul makes something very clear. God is in us. Right and wrong we're born with. It is in our DNA. It is our process of living and how we live and our activities that overwrite God's word. I knew it was wrong. I knew that money meant everything to that guy. I knew that was probably rent money. And I asked my, and I said to myself, I'm never coming back here. What in the world was I doing here to these people? It's not a statement about you. It's a statement about me. So the FBI is so far adrift. And at some point or another, it became an institutional thing to ignore what they're doing to people because of the gain all across the country. They're making Trump supporters call their bets, go all in. And the dealer, they think they're the dealer and the player and the house, but they're not. And the Lord will one day say to them, you sat at my table, you bet my chips, you used them to abuse my children, and now you want me to welcome you home? You went all in on yourself. Self-owned. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and please, please be open to having God's word live vibrantly within you.